Hi, I'm Saleh. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 61 of Shades of Brown. Uh, this week, you're going to start off with uh, Essential Phone? No, no, no. It's, that's a, that's a Essential No Phone. Oh. I'm sorry. That was that's disgusting. Sen- not so essential, <laughs> apparently. That's a, essentially essential. declined. Um, oh, Inessential, inessential. Okay, so I'm, I'm so sorry for everyone who has now turned off this podcast. But basically, the news is here that so last year Andy Rubin relaunched or launched a new company to build phones again, and he called it Essential. And their first phone was just called Phone, so it would be called the Essential Phone because that's a cute name. But they have now canceled plans to develop a second phone, and they are trying to sell off the entire company. Because no one bought the first essential phone, and um, a failed phone, a failed Android phone is not a story, right? Like that happens all the time. No, no, it happens. He's yeah. like it's Android is basically Samsung, and then like in India and China, those OEMs, right? That's like the only people who actually sell Android phones successfully and profitably. Um, what's important? What's like? What's interesting here, right? Is Essential, the phone was just the first part of it, right? Remember, they talked about they had like the whole ecosystem of uh, connected devices to their phone because they had a they had a little slot with pogo pins on the back of it, so you could put mo- it could be like a modular phone. And then they also had plans for this one device where uh, it'd be like an Alexa sort of device that it would connect all of your smart assistants somehow, and it would like control a smart home and all that stuff. And they just like needed the phone as a first step, and like none of that happened. I remember when they showed off the Essential phone, they also showed off a. Uh, this little 360 camera right. that you would attach to it. Yeah. I don't even think that shipped. And that was the very least at the working prototype stage. Yeah. So this is um, only hundred and around 150,000 units uh, sold, which is basically nothing really. Uh, and at the price, at the price that it was coming at, like nobody was going to buy it. Like, it's just, like, it's not, it's not competitive. Uh, like all around, it didn't like it had a cool design, but other than that, it was just dead on arrival, basically. Uh, like I remember talking about the whole modular system when the first were trying to hype it up, but uh, yeah, it's, it's not it's not happening. Modular systems have never worked. I don't. What what phone has a modular system that's worked? So like, there's a Motorola that tried it, but Motorola. I don't think anyone buys Moto mods. Well, the only reason I've seen people have like that Motorola Z series in the U.S. is because they're extremely discounted on T-Mobile. So it's like it's a good amount or Project Fire, right? So it's like a good amount of phones for like only three hundred dollars. But outside of that, I I think modular phones. It's like one of those ideas that like nerds thinks really cool, but like regular people are like, why would I want to do this? Like why why would I want a battery mod when this when you could just make the phone thicker and it could have more battery to begin with? Right, right. right. It's like it's not enough of a like a gimmick. Like even if it's it's a gimmick, but it's not even that useful. Like, and the only useful mod would be the battery mod, right? Nobody's gonna buy. Let's be real. Nobody's gonna buy the camera, right? The camera mod, the whatever else mod they were gonna have. Like, it's it's not much usefulness out of those. Like, the only one useful thing is the battery, uh, and people can just already do that by buying a battery case or whatever, right? It's not. It's not like you need to buy that. So that's. Uh, the inessential phone. Uh, the inessential phone. Although I do want to contrast this to, um, I know I didn't put in the show notes, but have you seen the videos on the Red phone? No. no. You know Red, right? The, yeah. The company that makes like 8K cameras that MKBHD uses and oh, costs like yeah. $20,000. Right. So they're making a phone and essentially they have the, 
essentially, oh my god, they have the uh, same modular system idea as as the essential phone did, but this phone also has a holographic display. But we can talk about that when the phone actually comes out. We can actually we'll get into that like near release date and not when they're just doing um, press hands on. But I actually think that phone though is going to have a modular ecosystem that's going to work well because because it's for like red cameras, right? So you could like use that phone. It's a phone's like a thousand five hundred, right? The only people who are going to buy it are the people who like have matte black everything shirts and uh, are YouTubers. Literally, <laughs> that's just like YouTubers are going to buy it. And red red doesn't need to make a phone. Be no, they don't. Right? They're already like, essentially successful. yeah. yeah. Like, red only needs to sell probably like a couple hundred of those twenty thousand dollar eight K cameras. Right, and you're fine. Yeah, right? so they can make phones and have and have it burn. It's like Razor, right? Yeah, like Razor can keep making phones and not worry about it because pe- Razor sells Diva gaming headsets. Yeah, which I found in the flesh, by the way. Yeah, Diva, <laughs> Diva in the flesh. <laughs> but right, so. With the red camera, red phone rather, I think that's actually going to work because they could have it modular plug into their cameras, right? So think about it. So like you can use the phone as like a modular like for the camera itself, right? Or they could have, or you can like have it snap onto like some of their gimbals and other accessories they already sell. And that makes more sense because if if the red camera becomes like a really great vlogging camera, right, or, or the red phone becomes like a really great vlogging phone, then that's like a specialized use case. But like this sort of like generic, oh, you can put whatever mod you want on it. I don't think that's ever going to be successful. It's like um, it's like Microsoft. Remember Microsoft did the uh, you put your phone into a dock, right, and then that becomes like your desktop. Yeah. Like even in markets where it made sense, it still never like blew up because it just. It wasn't executed right, and this whole idea—I don't like. Maybe this is a hot take, but I don't think people like plugging things into things, right? Mm. Like doing it all the time, right? Mm. Like this is why like USB C is a little annoying because it's—it's just we'll talk. I'm gonna yell about dongles later, but the idea of like, oh, you just plug this and that to it, but then you're like, oh god, now I have to have consistently have all these little pieces that can get lost, all of these pieces that I have to like worry about plugging in and out of my phone, and like so it it adds more like mental bandwidth right it like uses up more of that when and you can have one holistic unit that works right, all the time right uh so that's modular phones uh probably not so hot uh next up we have another flagship announcement i guess it's this is an announcement right uh of the yeah, it's an announcement of the hdc what are they calling it this time u12 plus oh god these fucking names um it's it has a translucent back. That's the gimmick. Uh, let's be real. Let's be real. Yeah. All right. It's not this back looks dope. Yeah, it's a two toned yeah. translucent glass backs. Like how depending on how you hold it in the light, it yeah. changes colors. Yeah. Like it's silly, but it looks fucking it, dope. It looks like, nice, yeah. but like that's that's about it. Like I, uh, yeah, it's, I, it's like the U11, but um, there's more specs and, sh- and it's shinier. <laughs> um, it's shinier, and you can squeeze it even more this time. Uh, why the buttons are pressure sensitive now so the buttons are like the home button on the iphone right it's like the uh, side buttons the volume up and down buttons yeah so now they're pressure sensitive so that means you have to like it's like a force touch kind of thing and um you can you can squeeze it all you can squeeze your phone i don't i that's a bad gimmick Let, let's just say that like that's not a good gimmick i don't think of all the gimmicks uh that one is the weirdest like i i i don't I don't want to squeeze my phone. Like that's not. <sighs> you never, you never like loves your phone so much. You just want to squeeze no, it open the Google no, Assistant. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things wrong uh, with that statement. A lot of things. <laughs> uh, 
Um, it's just, I like, like I don't think people are going to do it because they're, they're going to be afraid that they're going to break their phone or something because it feels weird to do. Uh, I, like, I don't know. That's more, more importantly, like it's, it makes sense that you can squeeze it, but it doesn't make sense that you logically think to squeeze it, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. I don't think anyone's ever been like, oh, there's this like slab of aluminum and glass in my hands. Let me just give it a tight squeeze. Like, what? Oh, like, yeah, that's no. Nah. <sighs> so that's uh, it's 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 called Active Edge, and now it's been upgraded to Active Edge Two. <laughs> What the fuck is that name? <laughs> um, it, active Edge sounds like a line you get from like Under Armour and Nike, right? Yeah. Like when I think of Active Edge, I think of like running track shorts, like you know, like a whole outfit for like going to the gym. Like if you call that Active Edge, I'd be like, you know what? A little silly, but like it makes sense. You, you got to call it something, right? But like for your fucking phone, <laughs> uh, it's like uh, they're calling it HD. Like the, the Ars Technica article saying like HTC's trademark squeezies. Uh, uh, oh my god! Um, we're making fun of this phone because it's, it's HTC. Yeah, like I, 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 no one, no one's gonna like buy it. Um, it's gonna be dope. There's gonna be like that one crowd of people. It's probably only gonna come to the U.S. on Sprint. I know it's not, but that's it says that's it. it says AT and T, T Mobile, and Verizon. Um, but it's 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 a phone, right? It's a phone. It does phone thing. It doesn't have a notch, so I'll give them credit for that. No notch. <laughs> no notch. Yeah, and it's probably gonna have really great speakers. No um, notch. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna have a, it's gonna have stereo uh, speakers, uh, IP68 water resistance, micro SD slot, uh, no headphone jack though. Uh, so that's yeah. Th- there's no wi- there's no wireless charging either. So you know if that's the thing. I mean, I don't even think wireless charging is that important. I don't either. Uh, it has never been particularly interesting to me. Uh, but we have another phone. We're, we're doing a lot of phones. Uh, we we have a phone of an even worse name. Uh, okay. Uh, the, okay, so we talked about it when it was announced, but now the reviews are out of the LG G7 T-H-I-N-C-Q, which is pronounced Think You. What is that supposed to mean? Like, is that a pun? Is that a joke? I, I, I a, don't fucking know. I mean, it's, the I, name is a joke, but like, is it like supposed to be a joke? Or is it like some sort of weird pun on like the phone being thin? And I don't know what the cues. IQ and thin mix together because there's a button for the Google Assistant on it. That's my best guess. Oh. And that's like my marketer guess. But it's also like literally the worst name ever. Yeah. And like, you know. We spent a whole episode like two years ago making fun of HTC phone names. <laughs> you remember when those used to be like those? Those used to be like a full name, right? It'd have like it'd be like a person has like a first, middle, and two last names. <laughs> like that, that's how HTC used to name their phones. <laughs> um, but I think it's it's good to know that LG is um, picking up the slack on adding more syllables to the name of their phone. Like I imagine, like you know, you know how when you um. You get a notification for like a text on your phone, and like if the text is if like the the sentence is too long, it kind of like truncates and it turns into ellipses. Like I feel like LG, like in two years from now, the back of their phone is going to be like that, right? They just kind of run out of space for the phone name on the back of it, so it's just going to be like LG G8, thank you, something, 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 uh, just dot 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 afterwards. There won't be enough room on the box for it. <laughs> they're just gonna no, they're just gonna get rid of it and call themselves the, the the LG phone, like just LG phone twenty twenty twenty. Uh, because you know that's how we're doing things. Uh, so let's let's talk about the phone. Uh, we got we got a notch, uh, straight up that uh, we got a notch. Uh, so I need I need to complain about this notch. <laughs> so here's the problem. With, so 
the problem the I, the reason you have a notch right is so you don't have a bezel you can't you you can't have a notch and a bezel at the same time that's not how that works why the fuck do you have a notch then if you have the bezel right like you don't that's the point of the notch is that you throw everything in that little notch and then so you can extend the screen out to the edges and you might be saying oh that's a real small bezel I have to do it no 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 have you seen the s9 the s9 has bezels that are as small and it doesn't have a fucking notch the thing about the iPhone 10 that like makes the notch acceptable is that the screen because how Apple does right the glass curves right when the screen ends right so there is no bezel because whatever it would be technically considered bezel is actually a part of the frame of the device, which is like an inter- it's an interesting way of doing it because you do have to have a little bit of bezel even if a notch, right? Because you can't because you have to have like a thin line just for the housing of the screen itself, and they have that being curved glass that turns into the aluminum the uh, titanium. I think it's titanium on the on the iPhone 10 that band. So that's how they do it, and there is no actual um, like bezels that's actually noticeable but like you have a chin on this fucking phone there's a chin on a phone with a bezel why the fuck do you have a bezel it doesn't make sense to me and the best part about it lg will even let you like add a color a custom color background yep. to the notch yeah. and display to settings. hide it yeah to- but it doesn't hide it though because it's an L- it's an lcd screen <laughs> so you have two tones of black oh. you like that's it's not even oled right so if you turn off the notch you're gonna notice that like it's like, why is this part of the screen more gray than the other part? It doesn't fucking hide it. It, it makes it even, like, I'd rather have the, the whole notch there than, like, an LCD, like, fake black background, right? And also, um, I don't like the centering of it, right? Because, so, you have the ambient light sensor on one side of the notch, and you have the earpiece on the other side of the notch, and it looks, it makes it look, the phone look off balance, right? Because that ambient light sensor, you can only see it in, like, certain, you have to have the lighting right when you take a photo of the phone, right? That's not really visible to most people. So it looks like it's just off-center. Yeah, so that's the notch. I mean, let's, let's talk about the display. It's, it's IPS LCD display. Because uh, LG won't do OLED after the Pixel 2. XL. I LG LG learned their lesson. Yeah. I mean at least let's be real. Like if if they can't do a good OLED, might as well, you know, do a Oh no, I'm I'm happy with this. Very good. A, very good IPS. IPS. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it has HDR support. Yeah. Uh the is doing the good headphone audio thing that have the quad deck uh and the headphone jack, right? Uh does it, does it have the headphone jack? I think I saw the headphone jack. Yeah, it has a headphone okay. jack. It has uh, a it has a headphone jack. Uh super wide camera, right? Uh and apparently better touch haptics than other Android smartphones. I didn't know Android phones had bad haptics, but apparently this is a thing that I've been hearing about. That Oh, yeah, the vibration yeah, motors. Yeah, the vibration motors. They're like, because the problem is, right, we're used to like the nice haptic engine on the iPhone. Right? Yeah. The problem, Android phones is that, so I don't think Samsung's as bad about it, but other Android phones, it sounds hollow, right? Oh. It's like a it's like a vibration in a hollow chamber. Oh. Um, like, don't at me, but it's like the difference between like the vibration on a DualShock versus like an Xbox controller or a Nintendo controller. <laughs> Because um, Nintendo has the best like vibration motors on their controllers, but uh, Sony's are absolute trash. Mm, mm, I can't really complain about any of the vibration motors this generation on, on the gaming consoles. But uh, Well, I've never I haven't used the PS4, but the PS3 and the PS2's DualShock. Uh, yeah, the, PS4, like the PS4's DualShock con- vibration is, is very good. Uh, they have improved that, that that's for sure. Uh, so the bad stuff, uh, boombox speaker, it's, it's really loud, but it's mono. Uh, so it's easy to cover it as well. Uh, LG software is still garbage. Uh, That's the free space on the bingo card of an any LG. Uh, I mean, sure, yeah, like it's LG software is bad. It's it's just like a free. Uh, 
bad battery life, like mediocre battery life. It's not, it's not great. But it has a 3000 million hour battery, which is the problem, right? Like it's a big battery objectively. Um, and I know it's probably because of the LCE screen and other LGs, like shitty software stuff. Um, so we're kind of making fun of this phone because like, it's a phone. It's also more expensive. It's extremely expensive. So it's, 750 that's on Verizon though so like the unlock price I think is around 1000 oh, this this so this costs more than like an S9 does that's you can get an S9 for cheaper so what's why would you get this phone yeah why yeah like if you're getting a flagship android phone why would you get uh the LG one unless you like specifically want an, a feature that only the LG one has like kind of like the quad DAC. uh I mean, LG phones have stands. I don't know why. I, I I've never figured it out, but they do have stands. I mean, my 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 last phone, Android phone was 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 the Nexus Five, uh, which was an LG phone, uh, and that had its issues. But you know, for that price, it was fine. But uh, at these prices, uh, just get a Pixel Two or the wait for the next Pixel. I I don't I don't know. Like, uh, it's not. I'll get the S9. Like I think the S9 would be a better deal. You probably get it cheaper too because, like, every- I mean, yeah. If you could tolerate LG software enough to get one of their phones, you'd be fine with Samsung. You'd probably have a better time yeah. using a Samsung phone. <laughs> yep, Samsung has actually slowly improved the software as much as it. It's still, you know, there, but it's it's much better than it used to be back in. So, like, so the difference between LG software and Samsung software, right, is that Samsung and LG both have duplicates of every app on the phone. Yeah, but Samsung's are sometimes kind of useful. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're useful. It's like, I, why would you use any I, of their I, and stock I think, apps versus the Google ones? And the, the Samsung apps, I think, in it, like run pretty well, and they're not like total garbage, right? Like so, and like yeah, and also like Samsung has like the smart home platform stuff. That like there's there's like a point to them having their own software where in lg's case right it's like lg smartwatches are like android where um samsung at the very least has like their own gear os stuff so it makes sense to have like separate software even though i think it should be like uninstallable the fact that it is this is enough bother me but like lg's software has always been like an affront and um software updates oh yeah yep also they, they, they have this stupid ai thing in the camera which is like a very bad google lens uh and it's it's like it tries to like it tries to identify stuff in the photo and tries to adjust like your camera settings. Uh, so what if we what if what if we just like made a startup right <laughs> and it's like a camera startup that lets you view the world in a whole new way? But you know what it really is? We just use like some really shitty OCR recognition from like four years ago <laughs> and then call it a day and get like ten million dollars in venture funding. That's that's my business plan. <sighs> yeah. I'm just, we're just scaling right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think that's, I don't know if there's anything else to say about this phone. Uh, Yeah, so we we spent like the past 20 minutes talking about phones that are interesting. I'm kind of glad they exist, but like no one's going to actually buy them. I mean, that's not, but but the next phone we're going to talk about is one that actually like has something important. Um, and we we noted noted historians of this podcast know that all we do is make fun of OnePlus, but at the end of the day, OnePlus is where you get clean bills of Android, good specs, and compromises that make sense for a good price, right? Like they're not like extremely cheap phones, but they're middle they're middle range phones that have always had. Like so, okay, so they had their like silly never settle campaign until they did settle. Um, but it's always like the phones are like, okay, so we're going to try and make the best phone, 
but for like as cheap as possible, right? Like how do we knock down the price on the phone without compromising the core experience? And I think the one plus six from all I've seen from all the video footage I've seen, all the reviews I've read of it is like finally the most happy of that middle of that medium. Cause it's, it's five twenty nine us. So it's probably like five eighty Canadian, right? Like I feel like adding $50 on for mm, Canada. Is that's like, like 600, uh, 600, so you 600, really? D, it depends. Uh, there's not just the, um, currency conversion. There's also like taxes and stuff. So it's like, uh, all sorts of things. So it's probably like six fifty or something. Uh, but that's not still still not a bad price for for this phone, uh, especially compared to like this is going up against phones that are like a thousand dollars, right? Like the iPhone and the G7 Think Q, I hate that name, and the S9, right? Or the S9 Plus or the Note 8, and it's able to compete. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, so what does a phone have? Uh, large vibrant display. I don't know why the Verge article just says it's large vibrant. I don't know what res that is. If you if you scroll down about halfway through the fold, you'll see one plus six specs and features. Okay. So I'll read off the box. Though. All right. Uh, you can read the box. <laughs> it is a 6.28 uh, inch 2280 by 1080 pixel OLED display. So basically it still has a 1080p display. Okay. Um, um, it has a Qualcomm 845, yeah. which is, is that the latest? Yeah, that, that's, that is yeah. the latest. Uh, 3,300 milliamp hour battery, uh, which is it's pretty good. Uh, also, dual nano SIM. That's an interesting choice. Like I, I didn't, I don't know they were they were doing dual SIMs. Uh, in the one. Well, they do they do dual SIMs, right? Because technically, the US is just one market they sell to, but like OnePlus sells worldwide. Yeah, they do. Like they're yeah, a Chinese company, yeah, right? Yeah, they're yeah. not an American company. Right, right, right. Only only Apple is like the only OEM that doesn't make a majority of their phones being dual SIM. Yeah, that's because Apple supports a lot more bands uh, in their in the, the chips that they put, uh, like the modem. Well, well, like more importantly too, right? The kind of phones, Apple doesn't go for the market of people who do like dual SIMs, right? Because people te- usually do dual SIMs, not for like business reasons, no, right? No, 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 no. But they do a dual SIM because you like, you get the cheap phone plans, right? Yeah, you get the cheap And like, phone. I don't mean as like a derogatory, right? it's no, like no. you want to like, you want to be price conscious. So you can be like, oh, this NVNO in like India offers me this much for data, right? But then next month if I do this, this one, I can get data for cheaper. So you like kind of have bounced SIMs cards like that. Yep. Yeah. So that's the thing. That's the advantage of having GSM and like able to switch for SIMs. You can do dual SIMs and have multiple carriers, you know, pricing wise. Uh, so performance is really good. Uh, software experience is basically stock with some, you know, the additions. Uh, it's like, whatever happened to cyanogen mod? Because remember like OnePlus used to use like a fork of cyanogen mod called, it's, it, they still do oxygen. It is, you know, it is oxygen. But then like, but then cyanogen mod went away, but like OnePlus still has a lot of the tweaks. Yeah, it is still oxygen. It's still called oxygen OS. Uh, that's what it's called. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, it's basically stock, right? It's not too different from from the from the stock experience, so it's fine. Uh, there's also, I mean, the battery life is good. That's that's basically the advantages. The disadvantages are the compromises here. So the the camera has always been the weak point. Uh, average. Uh, it also has like no support for Verizon or Sprint. So GSM only, I guess. I mean, not like. Which makes sense because yeah. one once again one plus sells worldwide, right? Yeah. Like they're not specifically targeting all of America. Right. Uh, like it's CDMA only really matters in like but Japan. like some parts of uh, Japan, Korea and, and America, the US. And the US. Uh, yeah, I think most markets are GSM these days, even Canada. Canada used to have one CDMA, a couple CDMA carriers, but everything else that everything now is GSM. Uh 
So, but I want to talk about the camera real quick, yeah, right? Yeah. Because I'm looking at these shots, right? And obviously, I I agree with the reviewer, right, saying that it is it is a, a compromised camera. Yeah. The problem is right that it's like it can still hold its own. This phone once is only five hundred dollars, and it just looks slightly worse than the Pixel or the Huawei P20 or the iPhone 10, right? It doesn't look like a whole margin of worse, right? It doesn't look $500 worse. It just looks like a little bit worse, which is really good considering the price, right? Like if this one was $1,000, you'd be like, why is this camera garbage for $1,000? This one's $500. And for $500, it's like a really great camera for the price. And that's how I always want to frame it with like when we talk about OnePlus devices, because that's their whole purpose, right? Because it's like, so we're getting all of this, and there are compromises here and there, right? Like, it doesn't have a 4K screen, but that helps the battery life, because having a 4K screen would probably knock the battery life a whole a whole bunch. But it does have a... Um, it has a 1080p one with great colors, and as, a, as we're always saying on the show, you want better colors and you want higher pixel densities, because colors... It's, I mean, once you get past a certain pixel density, right, like, it doesn't actually matter on a phone... I mean, it's 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 a phone. It's a phone. Like like I I don't like ten higher than ten eighty p like resolutions on a phone. Like I like I don't understand. Like it's like you're not gonna be able to tell the difference for most things, right? Like I don't think that's yeah. And it's needlessly wasting uh, GPU resources to render stuff. Render stuff that you're not gonna like really notice. So it's like, what's the point? Uh, like and and more importantly, right? Like I will take. I will take a OLED 1080p screen with great color accuracies than whatever the fuck was on the Pixel 2 any day of the week, right? Like, it doesn't matter how high resolution that screen is if the colors aren't good. And it's and it's diminishing returns past a certain point, obviously, but it's I, I think OnePlus made the right choices here. And as much as I we make fun of OnePlus for their bad marketing, because this time they're asking the fans to uh, market the phone for them. They're like, submit, submit your own ad to us, and we will, uh, oh, we, we will run it on our YouTube channel. Oh, that's, which is that's going to be great. That's the which same, is terrible. That's, that's, um, <laughs> can't wait to see the disaster. Uh, but right, it's still like this is a good phone, yeah. and honestly. It's like this is the phone I would be recommending for people who want a cheap Android phone. Yeah, I think this is a safe recommendation well, for cheap. I want mid range. Mid range. Right? I still this cheap is, is like two hundred. Yeah, this is not phones. cheap. It's, it would be mid range. Um, also, not actually water resistant. Uh, it doesn't have any of the IP IP sixty eight ratings. Uh, so yeah, don't don't drop it in a, into a sink or whatever. Uh, I think that's fine, yeah, that's fine. Though, yeah, because I've only gone swimming with my phone once. And that's because I like purposely knew that it was fine to get it wet. Yeah. But, but yeah. I've also seen like I I've I got I got stuck on you know that YouTube like recommendations train? Like I got stuck on there watching MKBHD's one plus video and then I ended up on this channel with this dude like through the one plus in water. Mm. And it only stopped working after being in a pool for twenty minutes. Like every time you'd be like, Oh, I leave it for five minutes, ten minutes or whatever, right? And then like it would still be fine. Yeah. There's like no visible water damage. Yeah. So I I think like I think OnePlus is the thing that Apple used to do with like the six and the seven. Oh no, the six yeah, and the four end, right? It's, where it's, like, it's, it's not technically it, water yeah. resistant, but like it's it's all right if you get a little bit wet. I think that's how most phones. Yeah, are that's nowadays, that, that, right? that's how most phones that don't have the resistant rating are. Like obviously, don't get it wet. Right? No, but if, like if you if you splash it a little bit, it's not gonna, the phone's not going to die. No, if it's like if it's an, if you're out in the rain, it's fine. Like it's not. Don't dunk it into like a swimming pool. Uh, so that's. Also, it's big and slippery um, because glass back, right? Uh, it's all glass. Uh, there's no option for a smaller model, so it's it's a big phone. It's a big one. 
but but right, it's like it's a whole lot of phone for like not that much mm, money. Yeah, that's 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 true. Uh, also, it has the headphone jack. I forgot to mention that, but it does have uh, that. Because uh, it's 2018. Although, it also has a notch. And I mean, at least this one, you can turn off the notch. And it has an OLED screen. So I'm okay with it. Because it just looks like it has a bigger bezel. That's fine to me. And honestly, like it's when it's because it, it blends in, I don't mind it as much. But it does have gesture controls. And um, they are a little wonky from the videos I've seen of it. And from all the reviews I've read. But what's super interesting about this, right, is when it comes to updates. Because you can install Android P on this right now. Oh, I didn't know that actually. Though. Yeah, oh. it supports the Android P public beta. Oh, okay. Uh, like it was announced before the phone even came out that it would be able to support it. So the fact that it's running the beta program and OnePlus is like, yeah, it only took us like a month to get the build running on this. Um, that makes me hopeful for updates. Yeah, for yeah. Hopefully, it's it's. I mean, I don't think OnePlus has like the worst track record, but it, I don't think the track record. Well, OnePlus delays a little bit because Oxygen OS, right? They have to create a build of it, and they develop Oxygen OS for the new news whenever AOSP drops, right? So that's always been the thing. But at the very least, it's been shown right now that this phone can get updates quick. Yeah, yeah. So that's I think enough phone talk, I guess, for now. Uh, let's like move on to some Apple news. Uh, so we're going to spend the next two hours talking about WWDC. Oh, prediction. No, I'm kidding. No. no, we're not. We're not going to do that no. because uh, WWDC is in two weeks. But um, I'm I'm probably not going to watch it live this week, this year. Honestly, no. This no, I don't think this is worth watching it live. But like, just like watch like the like recording after or whatever. Uh, or if you or if you listen to this podcast, just listen to our podcast. Don't even bother reading the news. <laughs> right? That's 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 what we really want to say. We gotta get those numbers up, man. <laughs> but um no for, for real 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 talk though. Uh Steam Valve released a Steam Link app. And what is Steam Link? I don't play PC games. <sighs> okay, so Steam Link, I actually have one. These devices, it's just like a hardware, this is also a hardware device. Um, I don't use it. It's it's like collecting dust somewhere. I don't even know. Um, uh, it it stream game. It's like a streaming thing. Like for me, local network. Like if it, you, the game is running on your PC, right, and you just stream it in, uh, in, uh, via local network. On so like the Xbox app on Windows yes, 10. Yes, exactly like that. Except exceedingly very wonky, and it doesn't work most of the time. Uh, it's extremely buggy because PC gaming is, is a whole thing and it depends on the game. Some games don't work. Some games work well. Some games work sometimes, but not others. You know, it's like, it's really weird. Uh, so, so the story here is that, uh, Apple, uh, sorry, uh, Valve released an iOS version of this thing. They released an app for the iOS, for iOS, um, the Steam Link app and, uh, Apple rejected the iOS version. Uh, the denial sites uh, business conflicts uh, for the so, rejection. So we have a Mac Stories article yeah, we do, yeah. where uh, someone emailed Phil Schiller and asked him why was it rejected and his response was probably ran through the PR team is that we deeply, uh, we care deeply about bringing great games to all of our users on the App Store. We would love for Valve's games and services to be on iOS and Apple TV. Unfortunately, the review team found that Valve's Steam iOS app as currently submitted violates a number of guidelines around user-generated content, in-app purchases, content codes, etc. We've discussed these issues with Valve and we'll continue Continue to work with them on, to help bring the Steam experience to iOS and Apple TV in a way that complies with the store's guidelines. So, 
I'm going to guess that the Steam store being in there is a problem. Like, I don't know if the Steam store is, like, there's no way to tell it is the problem. The problem is nobody has seen the app yet, right? It hasn't. The Android version should be the same, though, right? So I guess you could check through the Android version and see. Because um, from, what I, from what I saw on Twitter, at least, through some, like, back channel talk, it was basically that um, you can get out of Steam big picture mode, right, and go to the desktop interface to buy stuff. Oh. And that's what Apple had had, oh, okay, had okay, issue okay, with because okay. uh, Steam has like is it called Big Picture TV? Yes, mode or something big, like big, that? yeah, it's Big Picture. Uh, it's it's the mode where it's like it's a full screen Steam thing. Yeah, it's a it's a lean back interface. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm sure this is like uh, uh, we'll see. Like in a couple weeks, in, in probably a couple months, uh, whenever Valve gets around to trying again, right, to submit the fixed version of the app or whatever uh we'll see if apple rejects it again or not uh, as, uh we'll probably see an update on that story uh, other than that, there's not much else to talk about uh like steam link itself is not like fantastic as i mentioned it's it's buggy uh, the hardware even, even like running over ethernet it's not the network's problem it's just that PC games sometimes don't cooperate very well with with Steam Link. Um, so that's that story. Uh, we have another Apple story, and it's not like directly Apple. Like it's like a, what do we, what do we call this? This is this is like it's about Apple developers. I, I wanted to bring this up, especially like and have it be close to the Steam Link story, right? Because it's, Apple honestly rejected this app because their policies are bullshit, and they want. And app purchases always go through the app store so they can get a cut of it. And there is a group of iOS developers formed a developers union to try and bargain with Apple to get developer or app store policy changes. Um, but this is not a union in a traditional sense. This is a not union union, as they say on their website, where they don't they they don't want union fees or anything like that. And all they're really asking for is free trials and maybe more of a percentage for them to to take, to take okay. Um, all right, let's let's start with the first thing, right? Uh, first thing, uh, it's not a real union. That's that's fine. Uh, also, free trials. Like Apple has said that they're not going to do free trials for a long time. Like it's been like what nearly a decade now. Um, I think free trials were one of the first things developers asked for, uh, but Apple was like, "That's not what we want to do," uh, and it's like the first. The first demand is is free trials, and I'm like, mm. that's what Marco said on the Under the Radar uh, episode that we're gonna link to. Uh, free trials have is, is like a longstanding issue, but Apple is not willing to budge on that. So I don't see how that being your first request is, is like anything like useful. Like I I don't understand. Like uh, like it's I mean. Free trials are great, but like it's not it's not gonna happen. Like it's not it's not happening. I, the problem here, right, is that people want to make a living making independent apps on the app store, but people don't buy apps. iPhone users as a whole buy apps more than Android users, but the average user as a whole doesn't spend that much money on software. And it's because, right, Facebook is free, Google Apps is free, right? Like you really don't need to spend money on software. And mind you, I'm talking about regular software, not like professional apps, because there is a difference, right? Like 
I spend $200 on software to make podcasts because it helps me make podcasts. If you're like a person just using your phone, why do you need to spend money on software? And I, and I, there's like, there's a nice note taking app, but you could just use the stock one. Is it really worth that price to have it? And that's why I, I, I'm always torn about it, right? Because yes, I want more policies for it, but at the same time, how do you even convince people to spend money on it? It's not free trials. Free trials aren't going to convince someone to spend money on software. And more importantly, is it worth it to spend money on a notes app? Like I love bear, but like, is it really worth 12 bucks a year? It's just the mark. It's a fancy markdown editor. Right. And like, you can just get an open source one that does the exact same thing. And I know that there's a difference in quality between like free options and paid ones, but having a little bit of nice animations really isn't what people care about. And if Apple's options work well enough, right? So it's always, I, and that's that's the thing. Because what what the end of the day developers really want is to try every book, every like way in the book to try and get someone to spend money. And what people actually end up spending money on is loot boxes and games. Like that's literally, like I mean, I'm not like this isn't like me just ragging on loot boxes, but like that's literally what people spend money on. It people spend money on games because they game them to the games like mess with their mind to try and make them spend money with it. Yep, yeah, psych tricks. Uh, we've talked about this a lot. Uh, not going to rehash that, but uh, yeah, the, a lot of money spent on the app store is in app purchases for loot boxes in like what Clash of Clans, um, whatever else. Like I, I, I don't, I don't play a lot of games on iOS, the, so I don't know. But yeah, a lot of like a lot of freemium games with like uh, loot boxes and like. Free, uh, fee to pay, as Jim Sterling would put it, uh, model. So it's like that's what the money is, right? The money is being made in in uh, games. Uh, yeah, it's professional apps and games, right? Like, I I honestly just think that if you're an indie, independent developer, that you it's probably not even a smart idea to try and make money with consumer apps to begin with, um, because podcast players can maybe make money because it has a like, niche audience that is like really into it. Like I think that into it and has like enough money for it. Yeah. Right? Like if you go for, so if you go for affluent markets, right? Like, okay, sure. You could probably make enough with a, uh, like a note taking app and stuff like that. But like, you're like, I guess I view it more right. Because right. It's like, I, I, I'm not comfortable living with the idea that we're only going to make things for like straight white men with money. Right. And at the end of the day, if you're making software on iOS and you're selling it, that's all you're really selling it to. And I, I want to think a little bit broader than that. And it's like, how do you convince people who aren't who to buy things that you probably shouldn't because their money is best spent on other things because something, something late capitalism, something, something poverty cycles, you know, there's like a whole bunch of other shit that goes along with this, that this is like, this is like one of those like endpoints of, and Asking Apple for free trials is not going to fix the systemic issues that make people want to spend their money on like food and more important things than software, right? Like at the end of the day, that's the thing. And you can form a union about it, but you're not, you're an independent contractor, right? It's like Uber drivers try to form a union. Uber can just turn you off and there's a legal recourse for it because you're not technically employees of the company. And, and Apple will block, Apple will use all their millions to block legislation to ever make you be uh, an employee of their company. So like, I feel like this is the wrong angle to be, to be uh, taking it from also it's there there's there's simply not enough leverage here like that's uh like in any sort of negotiating position uh you have some sort of like in in real life in real unions in, like they're usually local right they're locally based they they can they can do the one thing that is unions have like extreme power is is they can strike right physically they can not 
work, right? That's and that them not working would significantly affect the function, like the business, right? That's 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 the whole point of a strike. Uh, that's not possible with 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 this, right? There is no way you're gonna get any sort of strike. First of all, you're not even an employee of Apple, so that's not. And, and secondly, if you strike, who fucking cares? No one's downloading your apps to begin with, right? Like if you if you self paid software on the app store, no one's buying that software. So who cares if you strike? Because it doesn't matter because no one is using it to begin with. And if the software is only a couple of dollars, people are just going to go to the free option to another option, yep, right? Yep. It's like you striking is just a business opportunity for someone and, else. Uh, there's also the thing that this is mostly like uh, this is not like a physical thing either. Like there's so no, there's no like uh, so people all over the world with different point of views, different. Uh, different cultures, different backgrounds. Not everybody's going to agree on anything. Not even a polarity or a majority or even a minority of developers uh, are going to agree on any sort of common platform. so, well, it's like the, the main issue is, right, that unions, unions lose effectiveness when you move from a labor-based market to a capital-based market, right? Like Apple doesn't make money because of the labor of people, right? Like it's physical labor, right? The app store, the app store doesn't generate revenue off of the labor of people directly. It's sort of like, is a capital-based market in terms of like mm, that's the direct point. influences yeah. like from like services, right? right. Like that's where mm. Apple makes money from, reoccurring subscription they, prices they, and services. They, 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 they take cuts, right? They take cuts. Of, so, so essentially they're making labor off your labor. Uh, they're making money off your labor, essentially, but not in like the traditional sense, right? Yeah, so it's not, it's free labor for them. Yeah. Just think of it like this. Mm. So if, if you have an app on the app store that no one ever buys because there's no free trial, Apple never made any money for it from you. So you striking doesn't make them any more money because your labor isn't directly benefiting Apple. It only benefits them at the point of sale, right? At the time of purchase, will they make the cut from you? So that's like, it's more of like a, a, a there's a better way to phrase it. Um, it's, but it's, I'm going to find, try and find a link to this because it's like, there's a, there's a good explanation for the difference between labor-based market and like capital-based markets. It's sort of like with like, if you take like stocks, right? Like if you have financial markets and people who work in financial markets, if they go on strike, who fucking cares, right? The money's still there. It's not as if you, your stockbroker going on strike means that you are suddenly fucked over. You just take your stocks with someone else. They're still yours. And that's the app store is that same way where just because people are making apps doesn't directly mean that Apple is going to be making more money. It depends on the public's willingness to spend more money and they're going to be spending money on games because free trials mean shit for a game, right? Right. Also, this, this actually means that in this sort of market, as Marco mentioned on the, on the podcast, is the the people who actually have leverage are not indie developers. Uh, the the ones that actually have leverage are very big developers like Facebook, or Uber, or like Google, right? Uh, like like remember the time that Facebook did some shady ass shit? I mean that's always, but remember the last time they did it on iOS? Uh, and or like when last time Uber like did some hacks like some ios hacks that they tried. Oh, for the location stuff right yeah, yeah. They're trying to get around location policies yep and then they got they, like the, the uber ceo got a call from tim cook was like hey knock knock it off right like they can't remove uber from the app store like they can't they, they can't do it like they, they can't do it but like they're gonna have like all this backlash uh from their from their customers right it's gonna be like what if like uh apple removed the youtube app right or the or the Facebook app, right? That's that's not going to happen. That's never happening. Um, 
So that's those are the developers that have any leverage uh, over Apple because their apps are their apps are like what, what's the word for it? They're like uh, essential, right? essential. Like yes. you, you you can't you can't remove the Facebook app and expect for uh, Facebook to change their policies. No, nope. people are going to be really pissed mm-hmm. if Facebook disappears from their phone, mm-hmm. and they're going to blame Apple, not Facebook. So that's yeah. So that's not going to look good, right? Um, so. So essentially, if, if you want to have leverage over Apple, you have to become the next Facebook. Uh, that's 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 what we're trying to say, apparently. Uh, because if you're an indie developer, you don't have that much leverage uh, over over Apple. I mean, I don't think this is like new news. Like this is not surprising. Like I don't think the balance has ever been in the indie developers' favor, right? Uh, yeah, it's just it's the problem of a centralized system, right? Yeah, yeah. The iOS will forever be a centralized system because Apple doesn't want to give any of the because right the thing is right Apple doesn't want to give any developers enough control because they do they can like they'll have more leverage than Apple. That's like how this thing's well structured. Because if you, um, I think they're talking about it on Exponent this week. Like back in the nineties, right when Apple was trying to build Mac OS up, Adobe was like, "Why are we going to build uh, um, Photoshop for Mac OS if no one uses it?" and what what the fear is, right? If Apple gives enough control to developers, they can just up and leave and take the users with them. Even though it doesn't directly make sense in this context, that's the thinking in, within Apple though, right? Because it happened before with Adobe and Microsoft around the launch of Mac OS. They made apps for classic Mac OS, but in Mac OS 10, they didn't because there's no users there and Apple didn't have any leverage to get people to the platform. But if you make it so that the developers can't take a large user base and leave by putting these kind of restrictions on them, therefore they can't just take the user base with them if they go somewhere else. Mm, so they're locked in, essentially. Uh... Yeah, so that's I mean, like from a yeah, so it's, this is a whole shit show. Like I, the whole union thing doesn't even uh, like I don't think it's a good like I know it's it's a wasted effort essentially. Like I don't think it's good. This is going to generate anything other than some press, right? Uh, yeah. Also, it should be extremely clear. Let me make this extremely clear that me and Static are extremely pro union. Yeah, like I, I don't I don't want to make it seem like we're like anti union. <laughs> no. It's just that in this specific use case, yeah, in this specific um, case, it's... A, a union doesn't actually make sense because the traditional the traditional venues by which a union could be formed and should be formed in most industries are not present here. Yes, uh, more tech workers should form unions. I think that's that's like a thing that I should say is that if you're like if you're like in in, in the valley, you should be talking about unions because I think te- more tech workers should be in unions uh, and should form unions and tech workers are notoriously like one of the few uh classes of employ uh, like labor that i think are like not 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 massively in unions right uh it's massively on unions so i think unions are a good thing but they're not in this case it's just doesn't like it's not the it's not the like unions don't work in this sort of situation here uh so that's that's the uh, so I don't think there's anything else to say about this. Uh, we we have a link to the under the radar episode, which Mark talks about all like all of these things that I mentioned. Uh, that's that's that. Uh, what else? We have some small stories. Are we? Are we yeah, to- we have a couple small stories before we before we head out. Um, the next one is our last Apple one. Um, I just wanted to take us to Dongleton real quick. Uh, Belkin launched a thirty dollar Lightning to three point five millimeter headphone ah. cable. And why am I why, why am I bringing this up? You ask. I'm bringing this up because now you can use your Wired Beats headphones with your iPhone eight or seven. <sighs> you realize this, right? Yeah. Beats uh... never shipped 
a US, a 3.5 millimeter to a headphone or to so 3.5 3.5 millimeter headphone to lightning cable at all. So you could only use them wirelessly. And if you didn't have a wireless model, you were fucked. Oh. It has taken like two years for this cable to come out. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Um, also, That's $30? I hate dongles. It's $30 is a cheap one. One came out last month for a, uh, about $70. Mm. But that one, so, that one has an inline remote and a microphone, right? Uh, no, 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 no. The $70 one was just one of these cables. It was like gold-plated came out last month by another company so um this is the first like quote-unquote affordable one but it's like not actually affordable but um i just wanted to take a t- take a moment to just make fun of dongles um because USB-C is great but um this transition has been terrible i i keep like forgetting to bring dongles with me when i go places and i own like a fuck ton of dongles um and it is it is my dongle collection is extremely large and i don't want it to be it's not healthy don't have a dongle <laughs> yeah, dongle dongles are, <laughs> dongles are not. Uh, but there is a good kind of dongle, though, which is our next story. Razer is announcing an upgraded and cheaper version of their external GPU enclosure that supports Mac OS. It is $300, and it is basically just a glorified PCI Express Lane bus thingy that you just plug in via uh, USB-C over Thunderbolt, I think. Yeah. And it is beautiful. Um, I actually think that modular, that external GPUs are really cool and are like the one dongle I support. <laughs> yeah, the cheaper, I mean, the yeah, external GPUs make sense. Like it's it's a useful like uh, addition to any sort of uh, laptop uh, that that has the right connections. So, I mean, the Razer stuff is. Razer laptops are nice. Razer also updated a laptop this week. Um, I didn't bring it in there because it's, like, it's just a minor redesign and refresh of it. But um, Razer laptops are always been really cool, really dope, and they've been toning back the uh, gamer aesthetic of it. Yeah, right? they have. They really have. But I, I still wouldn't buy any of their mice or their keyboards. By the way, just just, just a heads up. Like I live especially that mice. I just just would just avoid those. Uh, you know, I would say not not to buy their microphone too, but. Their mics like don't sound don't sound they, they don't sound terrible. They uh, their studio mics actually sound pretty good. They're a little overpriced, but because I know gamers are going to want to buy a Razer, I just tell them to buy that microphone, right? Like my because you know you're gonna spend more it's Razer, but at the very least you're buying one that isn't trash and is gonna make your streams actually sound nice. Um, so next story though, next little quickie is I'm really happy about this one. Makes this is like a really exciting one. So Microsoft made a, a controller called the Xbox Adaptive Controller, which is built with accessibility in mind. And this is the coolest thing I've seen in such a long time. No, it has 19 3.5 millimeter headphone jacks. It has two USB C, I think, one USB A, um, a stereo in jack, a power cord it looks like so 20 24 i think 24 23 um inputs but that's still fucking great because so the idea of it is basically just a flat slab that has two big pads and a deep a big d-pad and the xbox button and a start uh recents and hamburger menu button i actually don't know what the actual names of those buttons are in the controller and a switch for switching profiles and what you do is that all this is programmable and how accessible devices work for gaming, right? There's like foot pedals. There's a bunch of other devices you can buy. And those usually just plug in via a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack to um, a box that you could then use as like a custom controller. It's like, it's a really expensive setup. And this is one that you can plug anything into. 
you can map it however you want to work with whatever kind of disability you might have. And it works natively with Windows 10 and the Xbox One. And it's only $100 for this controller, which is... That's expensive for a gaming controller, but that's really affordable for a accessibility device because those tend to be, since it's specialized hardware, right? Those tend to cost way more. So, so this is um, beautiful. Like I honestly, like I genuinely am excited about this. I'm happy that this exists, and uh, it's more pe- more people should play games who uh, who aren't like you know Dark Souls bros. <laughs> yeah, somebody should play Dark Souls. Uh, with this, uh, using like a foot pedal, uh, and like various accessibility devices. I know. I mean, you could probably do it. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can yeah. Do it now, right? Yeah, you could definitely. Like, yeah, like I people mean, like now you got people who don't have like who who are maybe not have enough motor control in one hand, right? They can play Dark Souls now and be uh, angry like with the rest of us, or they can cry about their shitty comp placement in Overwatch. Oh God! I'm oh sorry, God! I didn't mean to burn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking got placed right? in silver. Fuck! Fuck that nonsense. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, but still, though, right? Yeah. Like, this is this is just so dope. I yeah, love this idea. Yeah, yeah and this, I love that it exists. It's it's really cool. Um, there's there's a video uh, of it being demonstrated, and that and legitimately, that's like a, it's like an ad, right? But it's also like the most like uh, like it's just it's extremely good shit. Just just watch it. Um, there's also the uh, Able Gamers Charity, and like just want to shout out to them because they do a lot of this. Uh, a lot of ex- work in accessibility in video games. Uh, they do like grants where they like where they like buy like, they help people like who have disabilities play video games. Uh, shout out to them because they're a very good charity. Uh, people should be supporting them more because I think they do good work. Uh, so that's that's that story. Uh, what else? We have YouTube music as our last story, <laughs> and um. <laughs> You you have this one, Sad. I don't I don't want to talk shit about Google right now. I'm just gonna let you handle this. I'm, I'm taking a, st- a step back. Okay, so is this just is this just Google Play Music rebrand? I I don't know. Uh, that's that's just like like the Verge gave it an eight, but like I'm just giving it a question mark because why does this exist? I'm giving it a um, misproperly designed hamburger emoji on Android. Oh, that's. That's that's a hot okay okay um uh, so um the good stuff let's let's just read off the verge thing here uh we the, have the good stuff it plays music it's a, it's a native app that plays music that's the good stuff <laughs> uh it has a good home screen okay um YouTube recommendation is is as good as Spotify's which is a high high bar I suppose uh there's also the YouTube music video stuff. Um, it's missing, it doesn't have anything like Discover Weekly, no desktop apps. Uh, there's never going to be a desktop app. This is Google. uh, Let's just like, let's make that clear. And apparently missing power user features, I guess. Like, uh, what else? This just, why is, why is this? Why? So what's more important about this, right? Is that YouTube Red is now going away. YouTube Music is going to be. $9 Nine dollars a month, nine ninety nine a month, and if you want YouTube Red features for ad free YouTube and the YouTube Originals and all that stuff, you have to pay three dollars more. So Google's not getting more money out of people who want ad free YouTube. 
Um, and it's also coming to Canada for the first time. Is you it? Get YouTube Red Static, it? yeah. Oh, yeah, you can get YouTube Red. I mean, too bad. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to use. You like, know, and pay thirteen bucks American a month for fucking YouTube Red nah. or YouTube Premium, as it's called. See, now. I would only pay for YouTube like Red, the ad free YouTube, because I watch enough YouTube to make that worth it, worth it. But I don't, I don't need another music streaming service. Like, I'm, I'm good with Spotify. I, I don't, I don't. Need it, it makes sense, right? This is this is only because this is being made because it's like a business move, right? Like we got to realize this that the only reason that YouTube has gone ahead and like absorbed everything into YouTube is because music executives have been getting pissed that people are buying like, listening to music for yeah for free on YouTube, and so Google can start making music a lot. You, you, what Google can do is what SoundCloud does now, right? Where Drake just uploaded a single to SoundCloud. Um, I'm upset, which is the most Drake title to a song yeah, ever, and it's also not a good track. But that's that's and story. and that one's like you need to have uh, SoundCloud go to listen to it. So now YouTube can do that and directly move people to that to a place like that, right? And and they can start making uh, music on YouTube a lot harder to listen to, which I think might be a negative in the long run. Yep, definitely. There's a lot of albums that aren't available in the US that you can only get on YouTube. Yep, right? like a lot of Japanese like, stuff. Uh, a lot um, of what, scenery, scenery by Rio. A lot of Korean stuff. A lot of a uh, lot of K-pop. A lot of K-pop, by the way, is not available on Spotify. It's on Apple Music, though. Yeah, Apple Music is where you want to go for international stuff, and presumably, I guess YouTube Music now. Um, but Spotify was really only Western in 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 their library. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate, but yeah, that's that's how it is. Uh, so, other than that, it's, it's like another mediocre music service, I guess. Is, is that it's another it's it's another Me Too uh, project by Google, and it has a um, really shitty. Uh, font i don't know what that font is it doesn't use it's not product sans it's not roboto it's not like it looks like lato and like open sans had a weird baby like i don't i don't like that font like i don't like the g's on it um, i think the kerning is a little bit weird if yeah. anyone makes like a, a kenning joke i'm blocking you oh god um but right it's just it's not that great i it exists because it has to exist because it should exist yeah. which is like it's I guess like cool Google you you, you made a another streaming service yeah. um right now it doesn't support the same features as Google Play uh, Music I remember it was Google Play Music All Access that was a fun name but um, Music Locker and all of that stuff and uploading your own songs is coming soon in quotes so eventually it should uh, absorb Google Play Music and but you know I wonder what happens to podcasts. <sighs> What happens because to podcasts? I was talking to Static about it earlier because if you um, listen to Stipes Radio podcasts and Google Play Music, you might realize that they haven't been updating for the past couple of months. Uh. Uh, <laughs> like, long story short, it might be. Like, I fucked up on that one, but I lost access to the original account that had those podcasts uploaded to the store, so I couldn't update them when the new when I switched over to the uh, new RSS feeds. And I had to like issue Google a DCMA request of my own content to reclaim access to it. Mm. It's a, that's a long story, but the point here is right is that um. Podcasts are doing Google Play Music technically, but also if you have a Google Home or a Google Home Mini and you want to listen to podcasts, what you do is say, okay, Google Play this podcast or uh, like, okay, Google Play Shades of Brown and it should start playing it. But how it does that is that it does it from a Google search and it'll just crawl the site and try and figure out if it's a site that has a podcast on it and look at the RSS feed. So if you do that on your Android phone, you ask Google Assistant to do it, it'll add a shortcut to your home screen of a separate podcast app that has nothing to do with the Google Play Music library uh, so like um it doesn't make sense to me I, I imagine like i i guess google's probably gonna kill off podcasts and google play and do this but who knows is it, are, are we gonna be in youtube music now honestly i'm not a fan of these music apps trying to integrate podcasts into them like honestly i'm not a fan 
you don't like Spotify no, doing podcasts? No, like it's it's never. I don't think podcasts and music people don't listen to them in the same way. Like I, this is just a hot take. I don't think they're this. I don't think they're they're very different things, and people listen to them in different manners, right? Uh, and I don't think they should be in the same place. Like I get why these companies are trying to like they're trying to hashtag increase engagement or whatever. Uh, but I I do think that podcasts don't belong in the same app as these streaming services. Uh, no, no, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Also, the, this this means these streaming services are getting more analytics about what podcasts you listen to. I mean, that's just a thing, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, if you if you don't want that, probably shouldn't use. And also, um, Spotify and Google Play have terms, I think, that allow them to interject ads into your show if they really wanted to. Um, I don't think they do it but they're well at least when i agreed to the google play one it made it seem like if google wanted to enter to overlay ads on top of my shows they could do that and that's not something i agree with no that's like, disgusting please no uh, like podcast ads are fine on yeah i'm one, fine right? with you can just skip through them yeah but, and it's like it's like a radio but google like injecting podcasters don't sell data but yeah injecting ads is always when i have the problem yeah. with when it comes to podcasting yeah. yeah uh so yeah that's yet another google service uh that apparently is in Canada for for the for love of God Google what are you doing? Uh, with that, I think we're gonna we're gonna finish the show. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a little high high speed this week because we since we missed last week, we yeah, had a we whole missed, bunch of stuff we yeah, had to get through. Yep. But um, yeah, this is this has been shades of brown for the week where the the theme is uh, everything's disappointing us. Everything, everything, all the phones, all 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 the except the Xbox adaptive controller, which is the yeah, only, that, 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 which that is the only good thing. Uh, in yeah. this episode uh, somehow uh, and you can find me on on Mastodon at staticsafe at mastodon.zombola.com and Christian you are MIA uh, I am I am I am um I've 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 gone somewhere else, but you can you can still find me online at uh chosefine.website. Um if you want to give me money, that'd be cool. Patreon.com slash chosefine. But um yeah, taking a break from Mastodon and stuff like that right now. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. With that, um Oh, you can find the show notes. Yeah, two shades of brown.com. The also, email is- contact link. Email at two shades Please email us. Question of the week is going to be um what is your most favorite terrible Android phone name? Oh, that's that's a good one. Uh with that, goodbye. Bye.